Standing up in McKinney, this is According to Kells, episode 470 for August the 3rd, 2023. Oh yes, here we go. And I guess at this point I've probably broke 175,000 downloads. I don't really know because I have been so busy I haven't even bothered to look. I'll look right now. We're all waiting with bated breath. Yes, I have broken that number. Those four listeners, so, so busy. (laughs) All right. Today, what are we going to do? Well, I guess this would be kind of a follow-up to last week's episode on Thursday. Instead of talking about men of honor, let's just talk about the idea that you need to man up. Okay. Now, look, there's some ladies out there. You're going to probably take this the wrong way, but you're not men. And men, you can't be women, no matter what they tell you. Women are women. Men are men. Now, does that mean that some women do, quote-unquote, man stuff and some men do, quote-unquote, women stuff? Sure. But at the end of the day, a man is a man and a woman is a woman. And uh, that's the way it's always been. And no matter what other uh, somebody else or the science tells you, uh, yeah, that's not going to stop. So what do I mean by man up? Well, ideally... Before I get into this, I need to stop and remind you, (laughs) you can help me help you. That's right. I'm going to help you. How am I going to do that? Because I'm going to show up five days a week. I'm going to put out some new content. I'm going to talk about things that, you know, maybe are getting addressed, maybe are not. And I'm going to try and drill it down to the local level. That's right. I mean, everybody's got a national show. Everybody thinks that everything across the country is the same thing. And that message works everywhere. Well, yeah, maybe so, but not really. Every community is different. Every city is different. And every state is not Texas. So, like I say, like, share, and subscribe to the program. Hey, do me a favor. The subscription makes a big, big difference. You can come join me on the uh, Facebook page or the Facebook group. Every little bit helps. And if you're feeling particularly motivated, do me a favor. Rate and review the program. I'm on the social medias. I am on your favorite podcatcher. Come and join me. We can do this together and we can make a difference. All right. So what do I mean? Man up. Well, I was listening to an old program or or an older episode of a program that's been around for quite some time. And one of the things that the host talked about kind of directly correlates with something else that I've been thinking about for uh, some time. I work in the... uh, industry where we have to use tradesmen. And I got to tell you, it's extremely difficult to find a skilled tradesman. It's extremely difficult to find somebody that's willing to get their hands dirty and do work. Now, keep in mind, you can make a good living do that. In fact, this other host was talking about just a skilled pool service tech can make $90,000 a year. That's a heck of a lot of money have no idea how many hours that is and what you're all doing, but still, that's that's impressive. Not to mention what you can do as a welder, a plumber, an electrician, a mechanic, a skilled technician. Whew. These are all things, these are all important skills that are going by the wayside. Not to mention people that do bricklaying, framing, roofing, a window glazer. I mean, when's the last time you even heard of a window glazer? Now, granted, technology has made a lot of this stuff obsolete or easier, but by and large, a skilled tradesman is very, very valuable, but we don't create them. We still live under this uh, 
idea that everybody's going to go to college and get an office job. Yeah, that's not the case anymore, ladies and gentlemen. It hasn't been. This is this is the same old song I've been saying, well, probably since about episode two, if I remember correctly. But it's okay. Uh, I could <laughs> I could waste your time and mine and go back and try and find out where the first episode I talked about this is. the The idea is part of manning up, right? You've heard the phrase "cowboy up" or "cowgirl up." That just means you have to you have to do the hard work. So. I got to say, one of the things that I thought was quite impressive is my uh, now 21-year-old daughter, several years ago, uh, started telling me about something and how to do it. And I'm like, where in the world did you learn about that? How do you know about that? Well, on YouTube, Dad. There's videos on this on YouTube. Really? Wow, that's impressive. So, of course, I had her show me what to do. Now, granted, this had to do with some kind of electronic thing. Um and truth be told, I probably would have figured it out if I would have spent a little more time with it. But you get impatient. You come home at night. You don't want to dink around trying to read the instructions. Just tell me what to do here and I'll figure it out. But that's not so easy when you're talking about plumbing or electrical work or mechanics. I mean, once upon a time, I changed out a timing chain on my old four-cylinder Dodge Neon. I imagine I still have the skill set that I could do that. It would probably take me every bit as long, if not longer, to do that now, assuming I had the right tools, than it did then. But let me ask you, do you really think I want to do that? I mean, everybody's got a guy. They pay a guy to go do that, so they don't have to. But what happens when you can't get a guy? When, When there's really not anybody left that can do that kind of work for you? You know... There's some virtue in having multiple skills. There's there's uh, an ideal, right? The polymath, the um, renaissance man, somebody that can do various different things and be somewhat skilled at them. So I will tell you with some level of confidence that if I need to do some electrical work, yeah, I can do that. Now, I will tell you, I'm not excited to work with 240, but 120 or less, sure, no problem. Point me to it and I'll figure it out. Now, granted, I don't have a license, and the code enforcement guy probably would not be happy that I was doing the work, nor would I do it in my real life, you know, employment. But if it's my own house and my own things, yeah, absolutely. I, I no fear. I know how to do it, and if I'm not entirely sure, I'll figure it out. <laughs> Same thing with plumbing, right? Now, I have an advantage that most people don't, in that I am Gen X. My father actually worked as a general contractor and had his own business when I was a kid. So I got to learn how to do those things. Let me tell you, putting up drywall, no fun. But can I do it? Sure, absolutely. Do I know how to, you know, tape in bed? Yeah. Would I want to do it? Heck no. It's just quicker and easier to pay somebody else to do that for me. But if I had to, if I had to, and I couldn't get somebody else to do it, yeah, yeah, I could do it. I, and if I didn't remember immediately, I would figure it out in about 10 minutes. Now, texture, on the other hand, well, now you're talking about an artist, and I am not an artist. You ask me to change out some brakes? Absolutely. Let's go do it. I can figure it out. Put me on a truck or a car. I can get those brakes changed out. No problem. But your average 20-year-old guy? Clueless. You ask that same 20-year-old guy just the most basic questions about plumbing or electrical work? Not a clue. Now you throw in welding. Now I got to be honest, I haven't done any TIG welding or MIG welding in eons, but if you gave me a stick welding rod, I could probably put a passable bead down. 
Would it be great? No. Would I be proud of it? No. Could I charge somebody to do that? No. But if I had to fix something at my house and it was with a stick welder, yeah, I could make it work. I would, I, I'd be competent enough to figure that out. You ask somebody else to do that, that's, you know, I don't know, 18 to 25. Nah, probably not. They wouldn't want to even put the gloves on. (laughs) And if that doesn't bother you, if that doesn't scare you, boy, I don't know what else will. Now, look, I got to be, I got to give props for props or do a lot of these guys. They're mad keyboardists. They can write code. They can read code. They know all that stuff. But here's the other situation. AI is going to be able to do that stuff pretty quick. But I'm also certain that AI is not going to be able to put down a welding bead. AI is not going to be able to install plumbing in a house or repair it. AI is not going to be able to hang wires or rewire something. And AI is not going to be able to put your engine together for you if you have to repair it. These are all fair points. And, you know, one of the, one of the things that I kind of wish I would have followed through on about 10 years ago, maybe 15 years ago at this point, I looked at what would it take to go back and get licensed to be an electrician. Now, I I say that because I took courses on electrical electrical engineering kind of classes back in high school. So I do have a fondness and a familiarity with some of this stuff. And in my opinion, it is one of the least dirty of the dirty jobs. I mean, maybe the HVAC guy gets to stay cleaner. I don't know. But look, if you can work on a refrigerant in a car, you can work on a refrigerant in a house. If you can work on a refrigerant in a house, you can probably fix a refrigerator. These are all useful, important skills that used to be passed on, father to the son, maybe father to daughter if there wasn't a son, you know, or in some circumstances, mother to son or daughter. Because we're talking about all the manly things now, but let's flip the switch here. How many of you can cook your own meal? How many even know how to, I don't know, use a knife to cut an onion without messing it all up? How many of you know that in theory, a serrated knife is for bread and the single blade sharp knives are for tomatoes and steaks? I mean... To me, if I can cut it, I don't really care what the blade looks like, but there are designs properties behind those blades. Did you know that? I mean, heck, I took home ec over 30 years ago and I still remember some of that stuff. And I know the difference between a sunny side up egg and a medium egg, right? Or I should say eggs over medium. How about that? That's probably the proper terminology. But could you do that? If I, if I were to ask him to do it, how would you do it? Hmm? I mean, these are all various skills <clears throat> that a Renaissance man, right? Somebody that needs to man up might be able to task or hmm, accomplish the task. Maybe not master it, but accomplish it. Now, when I was young, I learned how to braid. I can sew. Hmm? Now, those might be quote unquote girly things, but let me tell you, in boot camp, We all learned how to put on a patch. We all learned how to shine our boots. These are basic, simple skills that are transferable. Because if you can polish your boots, you can clean something. If you can clean something, you can polish something. If you learn how to do that well, then you can learn how to inspect things. And you can see if something's out of spec, out of, it's not sat, right? These are different transferable skills that, 
really and truly, as men, we ought to be putting on the younger generation. Now, once upon a time, I did a youth group at my church. And when I would talk to the young men there, uh, about half of them were gamers, which was interesting. But I had, I don't know, four long-term scouts that were in the program. Three of them, I think, became Eagle Scouts. That's kind of an unusual situation. I, I'm curious how many of them kept their skills up. How many of them would be able to do some of the things that I've just outlined? Now, I imagine they would all try it. They wouldn't be afraid of it. They they would put every effort into figuring out. But could you say that about your average 25-year-old right now? I don't know. I have my doubts. But again, is it their fault entirely or is it perhaps our fault or our parents' fault? If you don't spend the time with them and you don't transfer those skills, they're not going to know how to do it. Now, again, I revisit it. I'm Gen X. We learned a lot of stuff on our own. But here's the other thing. I spent time with my father. I learned how to do many of the tasks and many of the skill sets that he did when he was doing work. Now, yeah, I was his helper. I was free help, if you will. I was a glorified gopher, if you will. But that was something that I learned. And that was a valuable skill set that I still have to this day. If you put me in front of a table saw, even if I'm completely unfamiliar with it, I can assure you that I can make a nice, neat 45 uh, degree cut on there to put a nice joined corner in. Of course, I'll need a tape measure, a pencil, and maybe a template, but I can do it. Show me what need what you need, and I can I can make it happen. I don't think a lot of people can just see that and do it. Now I don't know if it's lack of visualization, lack of comfort, or lack of skill, or just being afraid of a machine. And I got to tell you, as a, as an adult man, it's probably good that you're a little afraid of some of those machines because they can really mess you up if you're not careful. But again, how do you fix it? What do you do? What's what's next? Hmm. So I've laid all this groundwork down. I've spent probably 10 minutes talking about this based on the concept that we have to man up. We have to, we have to get our young people to understand a skill set, to give, gain themselves confidence that they can do these things on their own. We don't want them to be victims of the machine. We don't want them to be subservient. We want them to be able to take care of themselves. So how do we do that? Therein lies the larger question, right? How do we do that? You know, there used to be um, fraternal orders. And I've heard that time and time again. There used to be clubs, right? They'd get together. They'd do certain things. They'd work together. I mean, even something as simple as Habitat for Humanity. I knew how to do siding and I went to go help a project. They made me the head siding guy for the day. (laughs) Now, true, I knew more than anybody else there about how to put siding up, but I wouldn't have felt comfortable charging to do what I did. I mean, it's not that hard. And once you understood the skills that were involved and what you were trying to accomplish, you could probably figure it out. But you have to have the willingness to try it and you have to be comfortable with the tools involved with doing it, which, of course, I didn't like that. So I was able to lead that and we got the whole wall done. It was it was a learning experience for everybody. You can't live in fear. You can't be afraid of things that you are unfamiliar with, but that's what we do. And we have trained our young people to do that. We have trained them that anything less than perfect is failure. 
then failure is not acceptable. Failure can't happen. Now, I'm in part somewhat guilty of this with both of my daughters. I demanded excellence and I basically uh, lorded over them to make sure they got it done and got it done right. And sometimes I probably wasn't patient enough, but you know what? They can do it now themselves. They know exactly how it works. They can figure it out. They're not really afraid of much of anything like that. That's encouraging. They learned how to master their schoolwork. No, there's other things that I could have taught them that maybe they should have done. And maybe if they would have been boys instead of girls, I would have spent some time out in the garage with them or something. But I got to tell you, if the kid has no interest in it, you can't make them do it. I mean, it doesn't matter what sex they are. If they have zero interest, they have zero interest. But if you don't try, if you don't show the interest in transferring those skills, what good is it? So therein lies the rub. There are a lot of dads, my age and younger, that don't even have this skill set to pass off to their sons or their daughters for that matter. So what do we do? Well, I would propose to you, one of the things that we referenced the previous uh, week, we've got, we can create men's clubs and we can bring young people in and teach them these transferable skills, teach them the basics of how these things work, the principles at play. This is why you do this. This is what this matters for. This is how it's done. These are the proper safety protocols. These are why, you know, you use certain kinds of protectants. I mean, there's so many different things that are basic, simple principles that if you were to impart them and do it in such a way that it's an activity, guess what? Those young people aren't going to forget it. If you learn that uh, fire's hot and a knife sharp, you probably won't play with it the next time around. Same things transfer to other important tools or machines. What's another way you can do it? Well, that's that's interesting. You can just work on something. Start a project. Go join a project. Work with them. Bring young people along. Get them involved. Show them how these things work. Show them why they matter. Show them the importance of what's going on. I watched a couple of videos over the last few weeks. One of them was they were, uh, I want to say it was um, Australia, but I'm not entirely certain. They found what was a... Uh, probably a century old bathing pool that they had dammed up a Creek and uh, they cleaned it all out and made it functional again. Just a hard work, a little determination and a general idea of what it was supposed to be like when they were done. There were no pictures. There was no one to tell them exactly, but they put in the effort. They figured it out and it was pretty cool when they were done. Another one was, Um, talking about creating like a micro or a personal sized power generation plant with water. They made a water wheel. They found a generator. They kind of rigged this all up to make it work. Now, how many people would be willing to figure that out on their own? Now you're probably asking yourself, why would I do that? There's absolutely no need for that. I mean, electricity is basically free anywhere in the city, right? Well, Yeah, maybe now that doesn't leave any consideration for what might happen or what may happen or what's going to happen or any other options for you. As long as you live in the city as a perfect little docile animal, you'll be fine and well taken care of just like a pet. But what if you don't want to do that? That's where these transferable skills come into play. That's where these learned 
Skill sets matter. For instance, can you tell the difference between a metric wrench set and a fractional wrench set? Why does it matter? Does it I mean you can just try any wrench that fits, right? Well, maybe. Maybe. 13 millimeter and a half inch are awfully close, but if you try and use the wrong one, you might end up stripping out that nut. And then you're in trouble. Heat is your friend until it's not. I mean, <laughs> these, these are all different things that would be useful to know, but we have to take the time to show and actually create an interest for it. Once upon a time, you could get a project car and build it with your son or your daughter. Those days are about gone now. I mean, sure, I'd love to go get a nice 60s era Mustang and redo it, but yeah, that's 30 grand just to buy a scrap heap. Mustang. Why would I do that? I got better things to do. Now, when I was a kid, you could probably get it for two grand. Yeah. And I, I know there was a whole lot of those around back in the early eighties, but really scarcity being the mother of invention. I'm curious. What are other things that we could do? What are other things that we could be teaching? I want you to, I want you to think about that. How would we go about doing that? Maybe your men's group at your church decides to say, we're going to take the the grandpas, right? The guy's over 50 and we're going to pair him up with a bunch of 25-year-olds. Theoretically, they're old enough to be your grandkids. I guess you'd have to be north of 50 for that to be true. But, or I mean, north of 55 for that to be true. But follow with me here. Get a bunch of 20-year-old something kids and you say, we're going to do something. We're going to create this project. doesn't matter what the project is, but you're going to work on it together. We're going we're gonna to train you how to do certain things. We're going to show you and make you familiar with plumbing and electrical framing. I mean, these are all useful things. I, I want you to listen to an episode. I, I think it was by the same host, but, I'm, but I've seen other things similar to it about somebody taking the time to actually build their own house as opposed to going to college. And over the course of building their own house, they learned all these other skill sets they would never ever learned had they gone to college. And at the end of it, they had a house paid for free and clear as opposed to $60,000 or $100,000 worth of debt for a school loan. I mean, these are the kind of trade-offs that we need to consider going forward. These are the things that perhaps we need to put upon our young men that are out there. Just something to think about, right? I mean, let's face it. Things are going to get interesting. Whether or not we get Texas, whether or not te- there's any independence movement, whether or not the states say, say the, the states stay sovereign. Ooh, say that times a couple times. States stay sovereign. Whether or not they manage to do that. Whether or not we actually hold the line protect our border, protect our country, protect our state. You're going to need to know how to do these things. You're going to need to be able to figure out how to take care of yourself. And I'm not even getting into some of the more important skills, right? You know, what, what can you take if you get sick? What are appropriate herbs or tinctures or whatever that you can use in lieu of some kind of pharmaceutical? How would you stop bleeding? What are appropriate things to use? I don't know. I mean, I know 10% of that stuff, but these are things that might be useful. I mean, who knows? You can't prepare for everything. And I, and I don't know that, uh, 
you know, some 20 year old kid ought to be thinking about that anyway. But, but if they do, I mean, again, Renaissance man, you need to understand more than one thing and be at least functionally competent on a little bit of everything. How does that work? How are we going to do it? Where can you invest to make this happen? Now, in the old days, I would say, well, there'd be a men's men's group at the church and they'd probably be all over this. They'd love the opportunity to spend time with some young guys and show them the ways. I don't know if that's the case anymore. I'm quite concerned that it might not be the case. But listener, dear listener, take the time. Consider. What can you do? Right? That's That's what everything boils down to is what can you do? Go look in the mirror and what can you do? So I've got a couple ideas rolling around the back of my head right now. And it's like, what do I want to invest in next? That's a good question. What do I want to invest in next? And as I wrap up, I want to just say thank you very much for those of you that have been sticking by. Uh, Podbean tells me I've got 500 episodes out. Uh, I don't know that that's accurate, but... That's how they keep track. I have 470 as of today numbered episodes. My goal is to hit 500 straight up. And from there, I'm going to evaluate what's next. This has been a really fun ride. I'm I'm finding uh, quite a bit of enjoyment in it. I, I'm seeing a return. We need to consider what's the right thing. What do you want to do going forward? Seasons change. Maybe we change. Maybe we change up the show. Maybe we uh, change up the frequency. Maybe we change up the time frame. I don't know. I've got to evaluate what's what's right. What's going to give you, my listeners, the best payoff? What what's going to create less chaos in my life? <laughs> you know, everything changes over time. And honestly. I'm inclined to just leave things the way they are. I, I'm inclined to keep doing what I've been doing and continue to build the audience and you know do what I do what I do with everything else. But that might not be the right answer, and I've got to be open to it. So if if, uh, if you share the faith that I do, I'd ask that you'd uh, put a prayer out for me. Hey. Give him the encouragement or give him the strength to continue to do what he's doing. Or, you know, if, you, if you're a hater out there, hey, that's fine. You can do that too. That's, that's just fine. I'm not going anywhere. I'm not stopping the show. But I just I need to make sure that what I'm going to do is going to be the right thing. There was a whole lot of things that I was planning on doing in January. And very little of it's come to fruition. You know what they say. Life gets in the way. <laughs> there's, there's just way too many things going on uh, in everybody's lives. So you can make your plans. You can, you can look forward to doing certain things. But if they don't pan out, you need to be willing to adjust. So that's where we're at. We've got to decide. What are we going to do? What are we going to adjust? i got 30 episodes to figure it out. I hope you stick with me. Enjoy the ride. Make the most of it. And if you're feeling particularly uh, direct on what you think, uh, fire me off a text. Send me an email. Put in a comment. Let me know. I'm always listening. I'm always curious. And until... I'm back, which would be tomorrow. I will see you on the other side.